Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How you doing, everybody? I'm Ken Bykoff, and welcome to the Peaks Podcast. Morning after Penn State, Indiana, 33-24 to losers to the Nittany Lions in Happy Valley. In a game that was a lot different than I think that most people expected. You know, considering the way Indiana's been playing in recent weeks, uh, uh, you expect them maybe to go to Penn State and get overwhelmed, but that wasn't the case. Indiana actually had a tie ball game uh, late in the fourth quarter before giving up a uh, busted coverage touchdown and then a fumble that was ended up going through the back of the end zone for a safety. So it ends up being a nine-point loss. And although there are plenty of positives to look at with this game, uh, it is frustrating because Indiana's issues uh, continue to be self-inflicted. And, and if for a team that played well enough to win, to go ahead and make the kind of mistakes uh, to shoot yourself in the foot um, is extremely frustrating to watch. And it is the difference between a good, uh, good football program and a bad football program. Uh, bad football programs can sometimes be their own worst enemy. And that's where Indiana was uh, today in a game that Indiana had some big pass plays um, that showed a little bit of the explosiveness that they needed. Uh, They rallied from a 10-point deficit and came back and tied it. Uh, Certainly, it isn't a team that quit, to say the least. Uh, But there also were bad breakdowns when you needed it most. You had, uh, on special teams, you had a muffed punt. Uh, You also had a missed field goal. That could have made a, a bit of a difference uh, later in the game. And uh, you just had an Indiana team that made a great play defensively to get a turnover and give itself an opportunity uh, to take the lead late in the game. Um, offensively, they run the ball three times and then kick a field goal to tie it. Um, a third and eight run up the middle uh, on the road. Uh, I... I I don't know. I'm not wild about that play call, and it seemed like Indiana was being overly conservative considering the season that they've had. I understand you want to tie the ball game, give yourself a chance uh, uh, to turn it over to your defense, but uh, a run up the middle on third and eight uh, is is a bit of of a concern on that. Uh, We're going to get into a lot more with this game, including the play of Brendan Sorsby, but first I want to bring comments from head coach Tom Allen during his postgame press conference. Just uh, obviously a very disappointed locker room. Guys are hurting, played their hearts out, did a lot of great things on all, in offense, defense. Um, gave a couple returns that were costly. Uh, obviously, the drop pop hurt us, you know, gave us, gave them points. But uh, just proud of our team. 
caught the fight, proud of the way they um, came out, started the game, and continued the battle. Um, offense is getting better. O-line continues to play better um, and uh, throw the ball better, stop the run better, and uh, just got to, you know, got to win those critical situations. Last three minutes of the game, it's all tied up, and we got to find a way to finish, you know, so, but uh, proud of this team. Just got to keep working. Questions? Mike and Sammy. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned self-inflicted kind of mistakes kind of the last couple of weeks. Do you feel you know, walk away off the field with how good the defense played at times, the big plays you got that you kind of gifted this one to them with just some of those? Like, kind of yeah, you know, I feel like, you know, that we definitely hurt ourselves, you know, without question. You know, you just can't, you know, you know got to catch the punts. You know, that's how we work on that all the time. And so uh, that's costly for sure. And, and just a couple of the self-inflicted wounds early, I thought, hurt us, put us behind the chains a little bit, you know, throwing – Trying to pick, that was hard, you know, for us, and and so, but uh, um, yeah, there's no question we, we we played good enough to win the game. Just didn't finish, get to wait you know, the last three minutes, and uh, inside of three minutes, it's inside tied 24 all, you know. So, uh, which makes it even harder, makes it hurt more and tougher. But but uh, you know, played a really good team like this on the road, and our kids, they battled, they fought. Very very proud of them, proud of those guys in that locker room, man. They just they've hung together, they stayed together, and they came here to win the game. Sammy to Mason, Tom, you guys get the ball back, <clears throat> excuse me, 21-yard line, about five minutes left, run the ball three times. What was the strategy there? You know, well, after the first couple, if you look, if you watch the game, okay, that we had actually done that to kind of set some things up. You know, we were running the ball really, really well. And uh, but when we got to third down, we talked real quickly, said, hey, we're in field goal range. Don't risk a takeaway. You know, they're really good at taking the ball away. They're a great pressure team on third and six. And uh, we felt, you know, we're already in field goal range. Uh, it was just, we thought it was a smart thing to do, to not put ourselves in a position to, to, to you know, give away those points and lose the game that way. So that was the thought process there. That was an agreement that I had. And I actually agree with that decision to do that. You know, once we got to third down now, obviously like to be able to, you know, get to where when we get the touchdown. That's why I said, guys, let's go score a touchdown. You know, that was the whole goal was to score a touchdown in that situation. Didn't want to leave it to, to uh, you know, overtime or tie game or whatever. But once we get to third and long, you know, it just, um, their defense is really, really good on third downs, and and obviously salty in there. They got a lot of good pass rushers, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of NFL type defensive linemen that uh, can really be challenging for your offensive line and your perimeter pressures on you. So uh, that was the thought process. Mason, that David on your left, kind of with Brendan Sorby, he looked to have been a little bit shaken up before that drive. Did that did that factor into any of the decision? No, we wouldn't have put him out there if we didn't think we had. David warm up, you know, he got hit in the shoulder on that touchdown throw to Omar Cooper, and uh, they checked him out. He threw a little bit. He was a little bit, you know, he was he was sore for sure, but he was good enough to throw. So uh, we, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't because of his shoulder. If he, if he couldn't throw me to put Taven in. David, and then Kevin, just to clarify, Tom, you said you agreed with it. Was it Rod who, who said maybe we should just kick the field goal? Well, no, as far as it was, they got the third down. We're like, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to put ourselves in a position to not get points. We're already in field goal range. Your decision or why? It was, he said it, I agree with it. Okay. Yeah, which is usually, I mean, I don't, I don't tell him what to call, but like I'll say, like if I didn't want something, if I didn't agree with something, I would say, no, I don't want to do that, let's do this. You know, so, but I agree with it. Yeah. Kevin so, Mike. Because you play so hard, you get a chance to, to tie the game up, you know, that's, you know, we'd fought back to get to that point. So I think you got to be, you know, that's why we punted when it was fourth and one. You know, you could go for that, obviously, when you're down by three. But you know what? You got a monster punt. They fair caught it, and you get the ball. So to me, you get that point when you're in a three-point game, you're just trying to find a way to, 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 to win the game. It's the end of week nine in terms of special teams mistakes. 
what, what can you do to sort of clean those up right now at this Yeah, you know, like for instance, we dropped the punt, so we made a switch, you know. So the guy that dropped the punt, so we just um, we got to catch punts, you know. We had a couple penalties uh, that, that, that can't happen, you know. The, the way you notice once they return the long return, we, we sky kicked the rest of them, you know. And so those, that was effective for us. So we just got to, you know, continue to add dangerous, dangerous return guys, you know, those uh, in both punt game and in the kickoff return game. So we were, I was concerned about that already before the game started. So proved to be true. I mean, they've always had that, you know. Um, yeah, we've had just they got really good athletes in space. It's hard. So uh, to me, we got to continue to work on that and um, find every advantage we can have to find find a way to finish and win that game. Mike, does it feel like deja vu for the defense? Right, they had like 25 plays, I think, in the first half. You guys are getting worn down. I mean, does it, is it hard for them to just? I mean, no, it's just what you do. That's what you do. You know, so to me, some of those were defense's fault. You know, not getting off the field. Another one was the was the muff punt which hurts you, you know, so it's not, you don't hang your head. We just say that's, we don't, we don't care what situation is. We go out there and our job is to stop their offense, you know? And so, you know, obviously, you know, we scored on two explosive plays. Now the negative of that is you don't run any plays and the defense is back out there. We haven't got seven points on those two long pass plays in the first half. And we only, I think we had 22 snaps of offense and big part was because we scored so fast, you know, so that's, the negative of that, obviously, I'll take the score over over the pressure puts on our defense. But I did. I felt like the second half kind of bounced back out. The third quarter, especially. But you're right. I mean, those those plays add up. You know, I was worried about the turnaround. It, it kind of that kind of that halftime sequence felt like last week. You know, where we, we because of you know you're not getting off the field on third down and then the muff punt puts you in a bad position to to stay on the field longer than you should have been. So I, I do agree with that part of it. But from a mindset perspective, we're like, no, we got to go get a stop. And so Sometimes if you get three and outs, that that's you know, that's that's your job defensively. Get a takeaway or three and out to keep you know us from having to stay out there longer. So, but uh, that's why we rotate a lot of guys. We're playing more guys. Uh, we played more linebackers today, which I thought was good. We played continue to play a lot of D linemen. We played more DBs. Jordan Shaw got a chance to play. Uh, he's a talented player. Uh, he, he proved to me he deserves to be out there more. So, just got and with Noah being down, we got to find ways to get some other guys to step up. So, but yeah, we're just uh, proud of our defense. They got to be tough. They got to expect to go out no matter what happens and, and get a stop. David, I'm left him wrap with me. Um, Tom, you've had a tough season, tough last week, tough in the Big Ten. Yeah. Was there any indication that these guys were going to come out and play with their hair on fire like this? Did, did you say anything? I saw your Tuesday yeah. press conference. Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, I just, um, I believe in them and I, I'm, I continue to motivate them. Uh, my Sundays have been really critical, I feel like, with our guys. We actually changed our schedule. We used to, in the year before, we had Sunday off, and Monday was our, was our day with our team. And I knew we had so many new players that I wanted to be with the team the day after the game. This is before the season started. Obviously, we, we, set this, we changed the schedule. And I'm really thankful that we did because we need that time together to keep the team together because it's easy to get discouraged. The man, they came out and they responded the way I expected them to. And we talked about, you know, even the, the word for this week and what it means. And those words are powerful because these are words that the players pick. You know, when we, you know, I use something from them and I, you know, you go through and I do my research on that word to find out how do we motivate these guys to be internally or intrinsically, you know, passionate about fighting. You know, because that's what life's about. Life is hard sometimes, and sometimes it's really not fair. So, you know, I, I really try to make it real life to them, but also how do I find ways to motivate them to just keep battling? And, yeah, that's, that's, that's easier said than done. 
you know, as, as the season wears on, you have some losses that, that mount on you a little bit. It can get discouraging, you know, but I can't let these guys get discouraged. I can't let them doubt themselves. I can't let them, you know, fall into that trap. So we have ways of doing that. We build up that way. It's part of our culture. But you know what? We got to play better, you know, and we got to execute at a high level. We don't have a lot of margin for error against a team like this for sure. But I was proud of our guys. They responded. And that's why that means a lot to me. That, that shows me a lot about the guys in that room, the way they bounce. They wasn't like they just played good for a quarter and then, you know, it was, it was they played their tails off the whole game and we just got to find a way to make a play on each side of the ball in, in, with, with three minutes to go in the game so uh, we're going to continue to to invest in them in their minds and their hearts to get them to to keep believing keep battling and we're now in playoff mode so we know what we got to do Mason last one with regard to the finishing of drives you mentioned yeah. it as being an issue early on in the year you guys had a couple really good drives in the second half is there something you're going to build off of there absolutely is and, and I and I'm going to choose to approach it that way. And uh, um, there was no question. It was, it was, and I do think it always starts up front, you know, offensively. We did run the football more effectively, and that's huge. It takes pressure off our quarterback, it takes pressure off the throw game, and those keeps you out of those third and, you know, seven plus situations, which are hard against really good teams, especially. So there's no doubt we're going to build off of that. But at the end of the day, we got to win, you know, and, and that's the whole objective. That's the whole goal. That's why we came on this trip. We came here to beat Penn State, not even though we've never beaten him here before. I don't really care about that. We're going to try and make history today. And we came really, really close. But, but yeah, we're going to build off the things that we did well, and we got to keep finishing. We got to score more points. We got to continue to find ways to, to uh, create more takeaways because those takeaways give us points. And uh, uh, did a good job pressuring the quarterback. Got to continue to do that, in my opinion, and got to keep building off the things and getting more guys. Got to step up these last four weeks to build so we can finish the way we want to finish. All right, thanks, Appreciate you guys. Have a great day, Elio. Now on to the individual stats. Let's, let's start with team stats because Indiana actually outgained Penn State in this one, 349 to 342. The Hoosiers uh, threw for 269 yards. Brendan Soresby, 13 to 19, 269 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you had long touchdown catches uh, for Donovan McCulley and uh, Dequeese Carter. Uh, you had... Uh, one of those was a 90-yard touchdown pass, which is the longest Indiana touchdown pass in 30 years. Uh, you had uh, McCulley with the 69-yard touchdown pass. He finishes with four catches for 96 yards. Uh, Carter with three catches for 104 yards. Omar Cooper, three catches for 52 yards, uh, including a great catch and run um, to, uh, to really uh, put Indiana in a good position and made a nice move. Love what I'm seeing from Cooper out there. Indiana in the rushing game, you had Josh Henderson returns 12 carries for 57 yards. Uh, Trent Howland, nine, catch, nine carries for 31 yards. Really liked the way that he ran the ball. Uh, but then, of course, you had the mistakes. And the mistakes were frustrating because Indiana's defense, for the most part, uh, played really well. You know, it, it, it they held... Uh, Penn State to just 210 yards passing, gave up 132 yards rushing, but Penn State runs the ball very well. Didn't have a 100-yard rusher. Um, you had a guy run for 18 carries for 81 yards and one uh, 15 carries for 50 yards, uh, 132 yards on the ground uh, total, but it wasn't a terrible effort by the Hoosiers. Uh, on third downs, Indiana held Penn State to 7 of 18. Uh, you had uh, an Indiana team that, despite having the ball, uh, Penn State having the ball for 35 minutes, didn't really break down and, and look as tired as we've seen them now. That said, when you need it most, 
uh, you need a stop. You need to be able to uh, put together a drive that's going to uh, to get get you the ball back and give yourself an opportunity to win. Instead, three plays, 78 yards, and a touchdown. You had a, ch- a first down, another first down, and then a 50-plus yard touchdown pass. Those kind of letdowns, those kind of mental breakdowns are, are really tough to swallow in, in games like this because, again, it is – a situation where you just simply are your own enemy and you need to be able to make plays. You need to be able to be there for your teammates. And once again, you have guys just letting letting people down. Uh, the offensive line for Indiana, I felt, especially in pass protection, uh, really let Brendan Soresby down quite a bit. Soresby did a nice job of uh, avoiding the rush and he, he, he showed a ton of toughness banged up his shoulder on a run, uh, but still showed a lot of toughness in this one. The issue was he was running for his life, partially because he wasn't recognizing where the pressure was going to be coming from prior to the snap, but also Indiana's offensive line did not do a great job uh, of really picking up guys as they were coming. And it was uh, uh, just not a, a, a... as, as good a pass protection as you would like to see. Soresby was able to move around a little bit and and make it so that uh, he had some time to throw, and that was, that was a positive. But you also had a lot of Penn State players that were suddenly in the backfield that were beating their guys at the point of attack, and it's incredibly frustrating, especially because on the flip side, Indiana's defensive line, I think, has done a really poor job all season of shedding blockers, using their hands to shed blockers, to get uh, to get uh, guys off of them. They continue to seem to occupy blockers instead of shedding them and trying to make a play. And, and the effort doesn't there. This isn't just this year. This is a year-over-year year kind of situation where you're running into this. So, again, it, it is just frustrating because Indiana had opportunities uh, to take control of this game and just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. The muff punt uh, was really frustrating because you you have an opportunity and you have an opportunity to uh, to get a stop, move the ball, make it make it make a difference, and then you have a muff punt, and right away that leads to uh, to Penn State putting points on the board. It's it's really really frustrating. To watch, and then you had what has become a weekly tradition of Indiana not being able to get the job done at the end of the first half, and then the opponent getting the ball to open the second half. So what you had was at the end of the first half, uh, Penn State is able to uh, to kick a field goal at the end of the first half, uh, and. They get the ball back and immediately a 12-play, 75-yards uh, touchdown drive. So that's a 10-point swing is what you had there. And to, to, to me, it's it's just so incredibly frustrating to watch because uh, it ends up being a 9-point ball game. You give up 10 points in that exchange. Uh, the Hoosiers also missed a, a field goal as well, and that, that is uh, uh, frustrating in and of itself. Because you have an opportunity to chip into the lead and you're not able to get the job done. Now, Chris Freeman, to his credit, bounced back and had a field goal to tie the game with 258 to play, and they did it. And so that was a, that was a very nice bounce back. But in special teams today, you have the muff punt, you have a missed field goal. Uh, those kind of things 
end up coming back to haunt you, and they did in this one. And then when the Hoosiers needed it most, you have a breakdown in blocking, and uh, you have a, a, a sack, fumble, ball gets kicked out of the, uh, the end zone for a safety, and any opportunity Indiana had to be able to, to rally in this one and come back disappears that quickly. The exchange I really want to kind of look at here is the Hoosiers get the ball uh, following an interception by Josh Sanguinetti, and they have the the football in the Penn State 21-yard line uh, with you know just a uh, five minutes uh, left in the game. It is uh, 21, uh, 24-21 Penn State. The Hoosiers have an opportunity uh, to come out, and what you end up with is Josh Henderson running up the middle for a yard. Then Josh Henderson running out to the left for a gain of a yard. And then Josh Henderson on third and eight from the Penn State 19 running up the middle for two yards. Chris Freeman kicks a field goal to tie it. I understand being conservative. I understand wanting to make sure that you give yourself an opportunity uh, to win the ball game. I'm just not wild about uh, not making an effort in any of those downs outside of, hey, we're going to run the ball against a very good uh, run defense. And not really giving Brendan Sorsby or any of your receivers an opportunity to make a play. Now, there have been breakdowns in, uh, uh, in, in some of the blocking. I get that. But, boy, so Brendan Sorsby had played a, a good enough game that he deserved an opportunity. I know the Hoosiers wanted to tie the game, turn it over to their defense, show confidence in their defense to be able to get the ball back. Um, it was an uh, exchange that the defense did not reward the coaching staff for that show of confidence. Uh, when you have a breakdown in uh, uh, long coverage, and immediately it just unravels. It took three plays for for Indiana to go from being a tie ball game to giving up the big play on the road and really kind of flushing a lot of the good feelings that had been built all all day down down the toilet. So that that is really frustrating because it's you give Indiana credit because they did not roll over. They did not give up. They didn't just um, just turtle in this one. They battled, and I give them a ton of credit for that, and they don't get rewarded for it. And part of that, I think, is the conservative uh, uh, way that they went about things on third and eight, and then also you have these self-inflicted wounds that just build up over time. Now, what does that mean for the next four games? You got Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State, Penn, uh, and, and Purdue, uh, maybe not in that order, but uh, you have these opportunities uh, to where you could build a lot off of this game. But boy, this is just a frustrating one because you had an opportunity on the road uh, to pull off an upset and uh, you shot yourself in the foot. And so now, once again, the coaching staff has to pick this team up mentally and focus on, on the positives and try to correct the, the negatives with the team that continues to, to really uh, hurt itself more than anything else. That, that's tough to come back from. Uh, but a 33-24 loss at Penn State in a game that nobody really thought Indiana was going to win. Uh, it's not something that you could hang your, you should hang your head about, but you do need to learn and you do as a football program start to make sure that you aren't going to make these kind of mistakes when your team needs you the most. That is the biggest issue. It is beyond pride time for these guys. And defense have played very well. The defense, when you need to make a play, you got to make a play. And that's what it's got to come down to. Uh, but on Saturday, finishes with a loss. Indiana's sixth loss of the season, which leaves them, of course, 
one more defeat away from losing bowl any chance at bowl eligibility. We'll see how it plays out next week at home against Wisconsin. Kickoff at noon. Well, that's all the time we have on the Peaks Podcast Morning After Penn State Edition. I want to thank you for listening. I want to remind you to visit Peaks.com for the very best in IU football and basketball coverage you're going to find anywhere. Nobody covers Hoosier recruiting better than Jeff Ravjohns, Matt Weaver, Trevor Andershock, and Jared Kelly. So come be a part of a thriving and exciting community at Peaks.com. Folks, you are not going to be disappointed. Folks, we're out of time. But for now, and for Jeff, Matt, Jared, and Trevor, I'm Ken Bikoff saying thanks for listening, everybody.